Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in therapist. Oh. I started looking words up again that actually have so, okay. her in it. Good. So this will be We a could only get away with that pace. for so long. And then we did, then we really pushed it. Really. And now really. we're. I'm going to try to behave better with my hers than she's. Yeah. Yeah. We're back in yeah. it. Hi, my name is Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy, and the thing I want to tell you about Joy, <laughs> I didn't write one. I didn't write one. What can I tell people off the top of my head? Joy, tell them, tell the people something interesting about yourself. I don't <laughs> They've know never met you. interesting. All of you tuning in right now have no idea who we are. This is brand new. Um, I did have something that I wanted to talk about, if Great. I can broach Perfect. the subject. Yes. Broach it. Okay. So okay. I cannot relate to this. And up until probably, it was probably like 23 when I realized that this type of person existed. Okay. But I want to talk about people who don't like fans or like don't like oh. wind on them. Yeah. What is up with that? I can't live without it. Because I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't. But people, mm -mm. based off of what, no. based, like, based off of what I've heard, mm -mm. you physically can't stand, like, the feeling of wind on you. That's good. Or some people don't. I've known someone like that that's like, oh, it, like, annoys me. That's weird. Um, it's it's like, weird. yeah, it's like wearing a tight turtleneck for them. Like, they oh, just feel like. That is weird. <laughs> but yeah. But then I also know people that just. They're just like, yeah, I don't, I, feel I don't like care is, for the fan. This is one of those moments where, and I'm sure that you can really identify with this as well. But this is one of those things where, you know, when you first get married or maybe like first move in with a new roommate uh -huh. or something and you like discover all the things that you take for granted that should be happening in your general vicinity. Right. Like this is just the normal way that normal. people put silverware away. Right. Like everyone puts this silverware away this way. At night, you have to have a fan on and hopefully it makes oh, some yeah. noise mm -hmm. and um, I need it to be dark and right. I actually very much care about the amount of light that's in the room. But then you get married and you discover... Not everybody cares about these. See, like things. I, I'm like a light per. I like a little bit of light. I need a pitch black. See, like, it's and so for me, it's like, well, yeah, of course, everyone falls asleep to music. Some people are like, right. I cannot, I cannot do that. Yeah, well, that's part of why we have to have other people in our lives, right? Because we get very myopic and don't think about the even even the possibility that someone might not want a fan on is so insane to me right like what kind of psychopath yeah doesn't want and maybe during the summer our fans don't turn off no, like our ceiling fans stay on it's not a thing even because in it's winter. cheaper to run them and circulate air all day yeah than to yeah. turn it off it's 116 degrees right now where we live 
And yeah. last night at 11 o'clock, it was 102 degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's just like, if you don't have a fan on, your life is over. Like, right. Just give up. Just yeah. quit. Just move out of the state. I don't know. <laughs> if you can't have a fan on, you cannot live in Arizona. Now, I wonder, is it like... What if there's like a breeze? Right. Is that right. The well, same that was my thing? thought. Is like, can those people not live in Chicago or places where it's super windy? I don't know. But I and you'd think because you know, it's like a, a gentle, cool breeze seems like it would be different from a fan. Yeah. But because I can't relate, I just I don't know the answers to these things. I don't have the answers. So I was gonna see if you. Yeah. Maybe you could be our insight into someone listening doesn't like fans. Just like when we were talking about pigeon people, I knew pigeon I have... people were gonna respond. <laughs> I have so this is what made me think because I've met so Matthew doesn't he's not a fan person he's not like a he doesn't get like sensory overload I have met someone that I used to work with yeah she was like I cannot stand the feeling of wind on me (laughs) I cannot stand it it like make gives her like a sensory overload but so my direct quote that I have from Matthew is he said he said these words. The thing about fans is I don't like fans because I don't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he meant that. What does he think <laughs> or they're going to do? Or if... See, <laughs> there's a part of me that thinks he said that to be ridiculous. Yeah. And there's a part of me that thinks he said that because he has some very interesting scientific explanation I know. as to why fans are legitimately not trustworthy. <laughs> now I'm super curious. I'm going to ask him when we're done yeah. recording. Mm-hmm. Does he really not trust fans? I don't know how anybody could live without a fan. <laughs> and for the people just tuning in, yes, this is the Let kind us of know. stuff that Let we Let us know about. how you feel about fans. For those of you, just like we called out, we looked, we had to look for our pigeon community. They came. Y'all showed up. The pigeon people called and they <laughs> so were like, hey, let me tell you. people <laughs> show up and please tell us what it is. What, like what it is. For, d- does it, f- is it like you can't physically stand does it? Does it stress you out? Do you, does it seem like maybe it's like. How, There's like dust. It makes dust right. go through the air. I don't know. How much further north of us do you live is also right. a question that I right. have. Because I'm fairly certain it's pretty far north. Speaking of people that live in cold places, I would not have okay. remembered this. We got a letter from a listener from Switzerland. Oh. The cutest letter. Pictures, in- interesting facts about candy from Switzerland. So say hello wow. to Jail. She's over in Switzerland. And I'm not going to pronounce her last name correctly, so I'm not going to do that to her. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, hello. we have, um, and we also got candy from Australia. Oh, wow. So that was awesome. Those are two great, hello, uh, very food forward Very food places. For- foreign food forward things. What would it be like to live in Switzerland? I, I don't know. Well, because, see. I have no idea. In my brain, I come up with this very Swiss sound heavy sound of music type. Well, and like little towns, yeah. and you know, you know the type of buildings we're yes, thinking. I do. They're adorable. But does every place really... look like that? I, Mountains can, everywhere. Can we just say yes? I don't want my bubble to be bursted on this. Are one. there some places? Switzerland strikes have... me as a place that's like what you know how you think of Switzerland. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how it, it is. strikes me as that. So my dad has been there, and he bought me a dress. Well, he didn't oh. buy me a dress. He bought a dress for Clementine. <laughs> <laughs> 
from Switzerland. And it's and the- adorable. <laughs> and it's the most, like, it is exactly, I don't even well, have to think. tell you what it looks yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see just it imagine in your head. It in your head. It's, yep. orange, it's orange and blue. And you okay. know what it looks Cute. like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. But I just thought it was adorable. You guys are sweet. Thank you. Shout out to Australia and Switzerland. Yeah. On behalf of the two of you. <laughs> 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 and that's it. That's all I have. Um, what else do we need to tell them? Oh, um, I just wanted to mention in passing for you all that we have decided... <laughs> And this was kind of one of those things where it was like, why don't we just give people a discount? So at the store, if you buy two t-shirts, you get a discount. You get 10% off. That's it. Very just, nice. You guys seem to like the t-shirts. So enjoy a discount. It just automatically comes off in the shopping cart. So that's that. Um, we're going into week four of book club and it's going fantastic. Very nice. And super enjoying it. I think I can't remember... I think last week we had over 60 people in there. Wow. Went for the live. So it was like popping. It was busy. We're having a great time. One of my favorite things that's happening in the group is we're, we're starting to have a consistent center of like middle of, of women who have been around for each book club round. Right. So you have like seasoned Seasoned people. book clubbers is yeah. what I'm saying. And sometimes the chat, like I'm trying to discuss two chapters of a book and interact with the chat, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I'm loving seeing is that sometimes someone will ask a question in the chat that's going on as we're having this discussion. And then they'll get like four, five, six, seven, very nice, ten amazing answers. Like, what am I even here for? I don't even know. But it's been fantastic. It's helping you field yes the many and questions and, that sixty people in and a their chat. answers are fantastic, and they're all encouraging each other, and it's just been super great. So. You should join us, is what I'm saying. That's at patreon.com slash theologians. And you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. You guys' voicemails lately have not been disappointing. I want you to know, someone said the other day, hey, I don't know if you're going to hear this, but, and I just want you to know, they all get heard. So um, the only reason I don't, like, share your names is because I feel like that'd be weird. Like, you called me. You didn't call all of the podcast listeners. Right. So anyway, um, yeah, leave us a voicemail. Um, we enjoy them. I'm I'm harvesting more bad voicemail transcriptions. So especially if you have an accent, call oh, me and yeah. say anything. <laughs> and that's it. That's Let all I have. Let us know if Switzerland is the way we imagine it. Yeah, someone tell me. Let us know if you're against fans. If you're, tell a, us interesting. if you're a pigeon person, please tell me more. Right. If you have an interesting question or a thing. Mm-hmm. Like leave it fans versus no fans. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. All right. So hey, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Should I tell everybody what it's like to have COVID? Should I sure. start with that? Okay. So I had the Rona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did. Um, I exposed Joy to the Rona. Yes, unknowingly. And yeah, no, I wasn't like, hey, Joy. <laughs> right. It was just like I'm having shortness of breath and lots of <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> Can you come here and look at my symptoms <laughs> while I breathe on you? I, I actually exposed Joy when I wasn't, I didn't have any symptoms and I right. was feeling fine. Um, but yeah, I had the Rona. So a lot of people have been asking me to share what it's like to mm-hmm. have the Rona. So, Which obviously it's 
there's many different right. experiences across the board. Yeah. So I just want to start by protecting myself and saying this is not medical advice. Um, I am not your doctor. And my experience with the Rona is my experience with the Rona. So also I understand that um, there are people that have died from Corona virus. So I get it and I am aware and I'm very sorry about it. Very sorry for everyone that's ever died. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, but um, I will tell you that my case was the, from what the hospital said to me, my case was extremely common, very normal. I had a very normal experience. Yeah. Here was my very normal experience for about two weeks. um, There I did. I was very tired. Um, for about one of the days, I had a mild low-grade fever for about two hours. And on one of the days, my lungs were tight. And then on some of the days, I felt completely normal and fine. And then on some more days, I was tired. And that was really it. Right. It was a very weird cold because... Uh, I, for the most part, I didn't have a runny nose. I didn't have a sore throat. I didn't have a cough. And like I said, I had a fever for like two hours out of two weeks. Um, It was very, very, very mild. And what was so interesting was that when I was telling the nurse all of this, I was like, I didn't know I was, I didn't know I was sick for part of this. Right. She was like, oh yeah, that's very normal. Right. And then by the time I, the reason I saw a nurse in the first place was just because um, I had, my symptoms had disappeared and then a couple days later I woke up and I had like, my lungs hurt. And so right. that was weird. Which is a very, um, distinct COVID yeah. symptom. And it was just weird to go from normal to like, oh, I'm breathing and it's uncomfortable. And so we decided we would just ask my doctor a call right. and be like, hey, what's up with this? Mm-hmm. So what happened? Well, the, my doctor <laughs> essentially was like, hey, um, this, you know, you have to go in. You have to go right now. This sounds like Corona. You can't mess around with it. You, you, you know, this could get really bad. Freaked me out entirely. Yeah. Um, and so I followed directions and I went to the hospital and it was just such a huge nothing burger. They did the test. They did the swab, which was Honestly, the swab was worse than having the Rona, to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, they did the, like, up the nose <laughs> I mean, the back thing. of, I mean, it was like my brain was they being swabbed. Brain. They yeah. touched my brain. And um, honestly, that was more uncomfortable than any of my other symptoms. Um, you mean planting the microchip? <laughs> yeah, they implanted the microchip into my head. and We know what you're trying to do. <laughs> I know what you guys are up to. Uh, that's why my dreams have been so weird lately. Anyway, <laughs> then... Um, the nurses, the, they could not I've been have been losing time. And like when I wake up, my feet <laughs> and my sheets are all bed They're are all d- dirty. And... I'm wearing different clothes. And <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, just kidding. Um, yeah, in case you guys don't know, we're not being serious. Um, so, yeah, the nurses, this is what they said. They were, I was in and out in like 60 minutes, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe 90 minutes, maybe. And the nurse was like, make sure you drink lots of water. See ya. <laughs> That yeah. was it. They were so not worried about me. 
Um, I wasn't worried about me except for the part, I think for probably like an hour after the doctor was like, this could get really bad. Right. I was like, oh no, what? Well, yeah, obviously once you're having um, like more advanced respiratory symptoms, which I think tightness in your chest or like trouble breathing, that obviously runs on a spectrum. Right. But for in standardized medicine, if you say the words... I have trouble, trouble breathing. breathing. It's pretty they, serious. You jump yourself up the list. Like, yeah. and so even if you're on the mild end of right. trouble breathing, right. They still, and I, I think, <laughs> I think uh, what I learned from being at the hospital, cause they, they obviously were checking my oxygen and all that. Right. Um, and it was like, I was, was that like 98% or something, fa- some fantastic number. Mm-hmm. And I was realizing, because I had to lay there for a long time, being very bored, doing nothing, um, messaging you, uh, I was like, wow, if this is how my lungs feel when I'm, like, oxygenated at, like, 98%, I can't imagine what it feels like to actually have, like, serious lung problems. Like, I felt, I was just imagining and feeling horrible for people who do have, you know, significant trouble breathing, because that has got to be... I know this sounds very well, it, obvious, but right. it's just got to be very uncomfortable. Well, and like mentally, when. So, if any of you. When Summer said, I was having trouble breathing and my chest felt kind of tight, tight mm-hmm. if any of you instantly felt like your chest was kind of tight, <laughs> that's because feeling like you can't breathe is also very mental yeah a sign of anxiety (laughs) right you know what's interesting about that is when i the the first week that i was ill i watched this documentary on the this indigenous people in the philippines and their deep sea divers they free dive and that is how they've for like millennia this is how this group of filipinos has made their money is deep sea fishing like just with no masks nothing um and so they've seen one where they caught whales yes just like spears just and stuff. yeah they just they go down super deep and that's how they get their fish and that's how they make their living and what's super interesting is they've been this tribe has been doing this for so long that i think their spleen or i i should have remembered what organ it is they have an organ not their lungs that's like 50 percent larger than the rest of us oh, and i think it like filters the oxygen anyway i probably sound really dumb to anybody who actually knows what this is right um but the point is is um they were talking about some of their breathing techniques and how and how it is that they do this i mean it's truly a feat like it is a human right this is the pinnacle of this kind of just to cover ourselves like we did earlier don't try don't try this this. you can't (laughs) you cannot do this um they they're diving like 70 i mean it's insane anyway all that to say they were talking about how um, how so much of this breathing, lack of breathing, all of it is so mental. It right. is so, they have to be so mentally prepared. Um, and so, yeah. So when the doctor told me, oh, wow, this could go from bad to worse and whatever, I'm like, I was asking yeah. myself, I'm like, am I having a harder time breathing right now? Because he freaked me out right. or, and he wasn't trying well, to, and generally, that's not on when him, you, but when you think to yourself, I can't breathe, then you have a hard time you're breathing. Like, oh my gosh. Now I really can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, all of that to say, um, the nurse did tell me she was like, you know, typically that kind of, 
uh, lung pain or tightness of chest is one of the final, it's like the final boss of, of Corona. It's like your last stage. Right. It's like your last um, yeah. real symptom. Uh, and so she was just like, rest and drink water and you'll be fine in a couple of days. And if you're not, come back, you know, right. very standard. And they instructed you how long to stay isolated. They told and me and they, stuff. yeah. And they gave me guidelines for when I wouldn't be contagious anymore and, and whatever. And, you know, the, the cool thing is, is that, uh, leading up to knowing that I had this, uh, I had no idea. I mean, like I said, there were days where I thought I was done. I had no symptoms. I felt fine. Um, well, the only reason that we met and recorded right. was because you I had thought no you were over your cold. And <laughs> right. yeah. Well, and that's part of, I think part of the reason why it was surprising was because I guess as much as I haven't bought all of the narrative on COVID stuff, right? there was, I thought there was no way that what I had was that because it was so mild. Yeah. Like it was so mild. It was so it was such a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, most of the days, my only symptom was that I felt tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, no real symptoms to accompany it that I just didn't see it coming. So I hadn't been uh, isolating from my kids. Obviously, I wasn't right. like sneezing in their faces or anything. But, you know, thankfully, no one in my family got it thankfully you were around me you didn't get it yeah um i did isolate though yeah in case any of you guys are wondering right so (laughs) then of course when i got the positive you know i let everybody know that i had been around like hey this is what it is but right you know i yeah we never had we never had any symptoms um that's so i that's great and we and it was fantastic you know it's not fun to stay in your house for no and i have no idea how people are doing it long long term right um but in a way it was ki- it was kind of nice short term yeah just because a little break packing up a baby every day to come to work right it was just i got to skip a lot of steps <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. um but you know and you i don't know when you when someone first tells you like you can't leave your house you kind of go through this thing where you're like right but i'm excited to do things (laughs) like right or like i have a thing this weekend or whatever and you just i get it you just you but what's your option you have to move forward right take it take some time right forward yeah um but yeah it it uh it's such a it's an interesting time we live in um and we didn't even like we we were trying to think through like okay so so i got exposed Mm -hmm. and then well matthew had been with eric right too right and so Mm -hmm. you know it was just like double whammy while we've been we're we're like thinking all this (laughs) stuff through right and we just ended up being like elders tell us what to do right (laughs) because we don't yeah it's it's impossible to it's impossible you know you should take precautions if you've been exposed i I agree with that but it's you you keep tracing it down and ultimately we get to is you're like there's no way i can make sure i can make sure that nobody ever gets sick right there's no so we have to come up with some sort of measured like precaution standard right that also allows you to live and right. be around people. Yes. Like you can't have 
It's, but, um, it is interesting the things we're having to think through. Um, and part of what is so interesting to me about it is that we're not, we're taking these precautions for an illness that for the overwhelming, 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 overwhelming majority of people will be asymptomatic or will, will have a mild right. cold. Right. We have in what uh, for what other illness have we ever done this for? We we've never we've never never this isn't the plague. This isn't you know, and I'm thinking like if you compare the numbers of what's happening now to the last pandemic we had, most people can't even tell you what the last pandemic we had was. Why is that? Because it wasn't in the news, but it was the it was uh, and I want to say 2008 or 2009. Obama was president. I think it was like SARS-CoV-2 or whatever. I forget what it was called. I have never heard of it. And millions of people died in our country. Mm -hmm. And no one's ever heard of it. We didn't do any of this. We didn't do the masking. We didn't do the social distancing. And of course, some are saying, well, that's why millions of people died. Right. But at the same time, it's like, well, actually, we are doing the masking and the social distancing, but we're not doing it very well. Right. And millions of people are not dying. Right. And And masking this time, for some reason, is accompanied by this virtuous. Right. (laughs) Right. So I'm I am personally personally, I feel very I'm happy that I had it and Mm -hmm. I'm happy that it's over. I'm happy to know that my kids apparently are completely just not even. Well, and I mean, I don't know, like if the point of us isolating is that I don't know if. I had it. Right. That's, I think that's, right. that's sort of the, I understand that the, a lot of the, uh, we are sitting six feet apart right now. Right. We are. So Not maybe intentionally, but, but, uh, <laughs> And we don't really, hu- we're not, we're like, not huggers. The two of us are not a physical, like our friendship is not yeah. a physical friendship. No. But um, I think the last time you hugged me, my life was literally falling apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, I don't feel bad about it. I know. It. I think uh, some, pe- I think people are uh, kind of where, you know, so you like work through the issues and then you get to the part where, so I can have it, but not show any symptoms. And that's right. the part where everyone's like, okay, just shut down society. It's like, cause I could have it and I could not know I'm giving it to you right? or whatever. But, um, right. But that's not, that's not even something that we like, we don't, as far as I know, we're not, we don't know how many people are asymptomatic. Right. We don't know how often. Right. That's occurring. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if people, people who th- like people may have called themselves asymptomatic, mm-hmm. but they were fatigued and they just didn't think about it right. because they're generally fatigued. Um, like, right. like, I mean, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired all the time. All the time. <laughs> My eye twitches all the time because I'm always <laughs> tired because Georgia doesn't sleep ever. Right. Um, and so it's, you know, it's hard right. to say. And so basically we just took, what precautions, precautions we could yeah and we listened to our elders and yeah um yep i stayed fine yeah well even, and you even you after- were quarantined before we were not even going to record right because you when you thought you had a cold yeah we you were still isolated yes because that's what you've been doing my for forever life that's like- what and and i know that the 
it's kind of weird. This is another thing. Like we were talking about fans earlier where maybe sometimes I just can't relate. Right. But at a, any given time, if I'm at some sort of function, mm-hmm. there are at least 10 kids around. Right. Like even if I just go to someone's house, there's at least three kids around generally. Yes. And um, oh my gosh, did I just seriously forget where I was going with that? You're always around. Well, I was saying how like I wasn't going out because I was. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so sick because kids are scary, cold, flu, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like the group of people that I'm mostly do life with mm-hmm. is very much already like, oh, we have a fever, we have a runny nose, we stay home. Yeah, you know, and so. Uh, obviously the rest of the world needs to be told that and to wash their hands. And so I'm like, well, I guess so. maybe we were failing before <laughs> or something. I don't know. But so uh, to me, it seems, yeah. it seems extra because I'm already sort of in a community that is very uh, conscious of those. Right. Things. Because yeah. we know that there, and there we have large families. Yep. And so we know that when you just, you're like, ah, we're f- I'm sure we're fine. You might potentially be putting a family right. through weeks of, of a sickness. Yeah. <laughs> no, and so, you know, the day that I came down with it, you guys were supposed to come over. Right. And I had a sore throat and I was like, I canceled, mm-hmm. you know, and not because I'm jumpy, but I just think like if you potentially are ill, even it doesn't matter if you think it's the Rona or not. This is how it's always been. Right. You stay home. Right. Like you don't go. You don't go expose it. a family. <laughs> Right. Um, with kids and... It just seems to be, like, really obvious to me that that's how you live. Right. And that's why I guess I'm willing to give people the benefit of the doubt. Right. <laughs> that maybe, again, maybe I just can't relate. No, but, I don't relate. But I do think a lot of people, a lot of people are like, I'm sick, but, like, I can't afford to stay home, so... Right. You know... That's a whole other... They that's go a whole anyway other problem. or, you know, yeah. whatever, but... And I would say, so people have asked me, has your position on masks changed since you had the Rona? Right. And I would say, yes, I am even more anti-mask now yeah. than I was before. Um, I really believe that we have to reach herd immunity for this thing to actually go away. And right. the longer you put that off, the worse that it's going to be. Um, yeah, we had an opportunity to shut literally everything down which i don't think i have i don't think that would have worked but mm-hmm. our basically our options were 100% shut down uh-huh in march back in march right or now we kind of have to let this thing yeah run its course and of course um you know basically as we kind of walked through this and tried to figure out like what the best course of action is for us as exposed people it was just that, like like I said, we, no matter how you cut it, no matter what angle you come from, you, it's, the onus is never on me to make sure nobody ever gets sick. Right. I can do things, like if I'm sick, I can stay home. Right. Um, and I can, I can wear a mask. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally am not a mask wearing yeah. person mm-hmm. but um but you you can you can mm-hmm. also stay home if you yeah. think you're immunocompromised or right um you well, know and, but okay. it's always going to be on the person right that doesn't want to get sick or has uh the higher uh 
propensity to be sick mm-hmm. to take care of. They have to take responsibility for their health. I can't take responsibility can't for the health of everyone health. else. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, I, you know, at the end of the day, I think there's a I think there's a tendency in us as women to want to mother outside of our sphere. And right. it is inappropriate and it is undue. Um, I know this is a very hot button topic and I'm not trying to upset anybody. I honestly didn't even think we were going to ever talk about this. I know. I know. It just here it's happening because I had the Rona and that's not even what this episode is about too. Just so you guys know we're just catching up. (laughs) We're just catching you up. Um, You know, and, and just so you guys know, like part of my day, part of my weekly routine and my daily routine is I've always been a hand sanitizer user, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Joy has wa- watched me Lysol wipe this area as I sat down yeah. at it. Um, that is how I am as a human. That's mm-hmm. part of how I am and who I am. Um, I did wear masks the few times I went out and had to. Um, I'm not a complete jerk, even if I'm against masks, just so you know, it doesn't make me a huge jerk. Um, But, you know, for the most part, I really do believe that we have been completely put into a state of panic unduly. It is irrational. And um, people are appealing to, I think, our motherly nature in an undue Mm -hmm. way so that it is my job to keep my kids safe and to protect right. my kids. And I'm going to do that. It is not my job to, like you said, I can't make sure no one ever gets sick again. Right. I can do my well, best just with because, what I can do. Just because it's your job to not, like, because it's your responsibility to say, hey, I'm not going to be around Georgia anymore, doesn't mean you have taken on the responsibility of never letting anything happen to Georgia. Right. Which you did. You said, hey, hey I'm hey. not going <laughs> to be around Georgia. I'm going to look out for her. Right. But yeah, you can never. Yeah. You stay in your lane is what I'm trying to say. Right. And stay in your lane. It is it you for us as women. It is so easy for us to become so stressed out about and want to control everything that's happening in the world and make sure that no one ever gets hurt again. But the harsh reality you need to come to terms with is that you are going to get sick. Right. And you are going to die. Yes you most likely will not die from coronavirus. And the fear that you have is being used for all kinds of agendas that you need to see that. And I know some people don't want to hear that. I know people have died from corona. I understand. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is if you catch corona and you are under the age of 70, there's like a 99 point something, something, something percent chance that you're going to be just fine. Right. And I'm not trying to minimize... That not everyone has, but can you imagine what other illness have we ever had to be this politically correct about? Tell right. me, tell me what it is. Name None. one, name one, and I will change my tune. But until then, right, a play is being run here, and y'all need to see through it. And that's that's the end of that. <laughs> that that's all. She that's has all. To say. That's all I have to say. Just stop <laughs> being so fearful, you guys. And you know what? I'm thinking about all the, you know. Uh, plagues that have happened throughout history and the Christian response to it mm-hmm. was not what we're seeing now. Right. It was like, yeah, we're going to stay in this town where we're most likely going to die of the plague so that we can save souls. Now we have right. Christians that are like, well, if I, I might get a fever for two weeks, so I'm never going to church until 2021. Right. Right. It's like, wow, 
what yeah. a great Christianity we. Right. I'm super stop. strong in principle. <laughs> um, you guys, we didn't even get <clears throat> in. <sighs> you haven't even introduced yourself. <laughs> I just got a message Wait, from you? my husband that yeah. says, I looked up and Georgia had pulled your pizza slices on the ground and started eating them. <laughs> so what you're telling me is your pizza's on your office floor right now. Hey, I left my pizza in there. Will you tell him to put it in the fridge? Mine doesn't have to be destroyed. <laughs> it's on top of the filing cabinet. <laughs> now, pizza in the fridge. There we go. Um, yeah. What were we going to talk about today? Was it my puppy? No. <laughs> I think, well, my idea for this episode Mm -hmm. was just kind of like a catch up episode. Yeah. Okay. We were alone and isolated for for a a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, We, Mm -hmm. well, it's funny because we didn't want to miss an episode. So we met and recorded and then you (laughs) exposed me to Corona. So (laughs) then we had to miss an episode. But we we had already already interviewed Allie, so it all worked out because we weren't allowed to release that interview. He knew. Right. He knew I was, he planned for me to have COVID. Yeah. Yes. In case you were wondering also why we were talking about Kanye being president in the (laughs) Allie Stuckey episode, that's because. His platform is really interesting. Yeah. That was interesting. Mm -hmm. We won't, we won't. I know. Yeah. We're not, that's not what this episode's about. No. But yeah, we're just catching up. Basically, we're talking about something that we are being sanctified in or just a a praise or something that we found kind of cool in the past Mm -hmm. little while. Yep. So that I figured, uh, you know, you guys some tend to enjoy it when we just kind of talk (laughs) about nothing, which I think it's safe to say we have done this we have definitely episode. done a thing <laughs> we have I, definitely talked we about just nothing. did something okay <laughs> well hey you first okay um well so as as it every this is just me i'm the type of person that has to walk through the process of something i'm not a okay like a one word or like summary kind of person. Mm-hmm. I want to start at the beginning and then talk about the middle and then chronological end with the order. End. Okay. Um, have you ever read the Bible like chronologically? Because I feel I like have, yeah. I feel like that would be something. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. I have done okay. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no surprises. Uh-huh. Um, but okay, so Well, okay. I'm not going to, this time I'm not going to do this chronologically. I'm going to give you my thought and then we're just going to kind of talk through it. We're going to discuss. I'm definitely, if I'm not chronological, I am um, like a marinate. I marinate. I like to marinate. Um, So we talk about something and then we'll just sort of fill it in a little bit, you know? Um, I'm ready. So what I'm realizing is that I am a failure <laughs> so to fill it out first mm-hmm. I want to say that I'm not a total failure or an utter failure I'm not being like funny and self-deprecating because I think it's wrong to like jump on the like uh, hot mess as a personality trait yeah trend and just being authentic right I'm a mess right um <laughs> My point is that, like, by saying I'm not a total failure, it doesn't mean I'm 
bad at everything. Um, it means that, so I can't, so in, in that statement, I am acknowledging that I fail. Yes. I, uh, all the time to be, you know, whether it's to be faithful and obedient to, mm-hmm. um, be a good wife. And we're talking like, uh, for me, what I'm, what that means in my brain and joy's brain is like, I didn't get a 100%. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, not perfect. Got right. It. Yeah. So, uh, or being, a mom or being an employee or mm-hmm. driver, whatever, whatever you want to say, um, or eating, you know, like, <laughs> um, I am with sin. Yeah. <laughs> right. I have it. Yes. Um, and that and you're symptomatic. Yes, I am very. <laughs> so my thinking in this is that be- so because of that, there is this balance that I must always sort of um, exist with, which mm-hmm. is that God has um, given me unique talents and mm-hmm. abilities and strengths. And that's why I mean I'm not a total failure because there are many things that I'm very good at doing. And many of them include being a mom and being a wife and being an employee. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there are many calls of obedience that I'm just showing up for, you know, and I'm right, right there. Yeah. Um, but I'm also a failure and God is good. Yes. He has equipped me with the ability to be obedient and faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I must always exist on, in this life mm-hmm. um, as though I am not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I try to do everything on my own, I will fail despite yes. unique or general giftings mm-hmm. um and this is what you ha- have to deal with yeah. every day mm-hmm. um and there is a i think so like i said there's an unhealthy failure mindset yes that you can have yes. that's either um conceited or, but I think that the other mindset you can have around failure is that you're not a failure at all. Right. I think, like I said, there is this balance that the Christian lives yeah. with where mm-hmm. you know that because you, you don't ever want to just be like, I'm a failure, but I'm saved. I have no responsibility to not be a failure. <laughs> right. I do have a responsibility to not be right. a failure. Yeah. But I also, in humility, mm-hmm. should be made low and think... Wow. Like, so when I'm having trouble being a wife and a mom and mm-hmm. a human being, mm-hmm. um, I should acknowledge that, that, um, I am flawed yes. inherently. Yeah. And, um, I need help to not be a right. failure. Right. And that sounds a little obviously basic and, or maybe duh, but, if you we're all like we're all different and so maybe for some of you this isn't resonating at all and you're just like yeah no that's that's a great thing but um i can't this is maybe this is the i can't relate episode (laughs) like i can't relate (laughs) to a person that's like oh i didn't 
do everything 100% today. Then that's fine. <laughs> like, I'm just not that person. Not a perfectionist. <laughs> so I am totally a perfectionist, even when I think I'm not. Mm-hmm. And it's a weird, my like personality is a weird combination of things because I'm mm-hmm. a perfectionist, but I'm also very like laid back. Yeah, that's true. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of my, a lot of my stuff is internal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the major, so in this whole conversation about failure and being a perfectionist and, but also not being a total failure is kind of this, uh, I think, I think what's so important for the perfectionist is um, your inner monologue. Mm-hmm. And that's important for everybody. Yes. Um, so it's not just me that needs to hear this. Uh, don't check out, please. Um, but this is the inner monologue is where so much sin just lives births and flourishes yes grows yeah like the bacteria inside of a mask right (laughs) yes yeah it's not even just like oh i can't hold on it's like lush Uh it's growing it's growing (laughs) it's a fungus it's multiplying you're you're breathing it in (laughs) right so um so i i want to say i've actually been thinking about what you've been talking about and I have been wanting to put words to this for okay. a while. <laughs> but there is a way in which the people who kind of become like exhibitionists with their imperfections, you know, the people who like are being so they're being so real all the time. There's right. actually like a gross, inappropriate immodesty to it. It's kind of like, here, let me hike up my skirt and show you this hideous gash. Right. This hideous wound I have underneath here that really wasn't anyone else's business. Right. That no one else can possibly fix by seeing. But I'm going to hike up my skirt and show you this nasty wound I Mm -hmm. have that. And hey, now that you see it, don't you know how real I am? Right. And it's just like there's actually. That's viewed as a positive personality trait but it's like no one you don't need to show the world that right it's actually not positive at all it's very like nothing for you right it's it's for you it's it's not good but we think we can turn it into a positive by just being real about it but like who is that actually helping is my question and it's like and it's not actually helping your your wound because if you think about it like it's one thing to go to a doctor and say hey look at this huge gash I have on my leg that's not healing like that's their purview right there are certain people that it is appropriate to share these kinds of things with and it's not immodest it would not if i had a giant cut on my thigh that wasn't healing it would not be immodest for me to go to a doctor and be like hey i need you to problem i need you to take a look at this (laughs) just like it wouldn't be immodest to share some of your more ugly authentic things with a pastor with your husband with a trusted right. friend but when you hike up your skirt and show the internet like right. there's just an inappropriateness to the whole like i'm just being authentic movement and right. we've been talking about the live authentic thing for years yeah. um but there's there's been something i've never been able to like pin down about it until now where it's like it's actually 
there's so there's reasons why it's inappropriate. Um, there's reasons why we should kind of recoil from that behavior a bit. And it's not because we don't care about other people. Right. And it's not because we want to close our eyes and hide from the fact that people have flaws and people have sin and right. people need help. And it's not about hiding that. It's not about being legalistic. It's not about living up to an image. It's about the fact that honestly, a lot of the times it's really no one else's business. And I think you end up telling on people in your life that are supposed to be helping you with your right. wounds. You end up saying, hey, you know, my pastors aren't shepherding me. Right. Hey, my spouse isn't enough for me. Like, hey, you know, you end up, right. you end up like dragging people through the mud that are, that are responsible right. for you, that are responsible for your soul, that should be helping you walk through this. What are you saying when that's not the person you're going to and you're taking it to the internet? You right. know what I mean? Like there's something yeah. really inappropriate about that right. that we you're not just always telling some someone about yourself sometimes you're saying something about uh-huh your family like you said your pastors your husband right your kids even right and it's like this is not how we help people grow this is not how we as christians grow right none of us are confused about the fact that we have sin um and i just don't i don't know is this is this a I, I've been saying for a while now, I feel like we're in junior high when it comes to social media, like yeah. in terms of maturity. Um, you know, I I have been wanting to just think so much more critically about how I share things on the Internet. Right. Um, and, and how I use social media than I have before. We grew up with it. Right. Like we yeah. grew up with this. This is this is second nature to us. We we don't have a time where we weren't sharing something on the Internet, because even if you are our age and you're 31, uh, you know, when you were 12, you were on AOL Instant Messenger. Right. And you weren't sharing things on on your wall, but you were messaging people right. over the Internet. Mm -hmm. And yes, you probably knew them. Hopefully you knew them. <laughs> um, but anyway, my point is, is you you were talking about how like we we know that we're sinners and but there and there is a there's an undue way to i think talk about that and share that sin is not a quirky personality trait <laughs> right it's not it's not it's not cute it's not cute and it's, we have done that we really have we've made it cute mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. are you surprised <laughs> are you surprised that we would try to make our sin cute and we wouldn't right. even realize we were doing it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh right yeah um but yeah I like I don't it's interesting because I didn't even think of it in terms of social media because I wouldn't it would never occur to me to share right but so something. many women do I know but so many women do it's so normal um <laughs> hi Jojo Jojo's here you guys haven't heard oh. her Say hi, Jojo. You know what I smelled the minute I started holding you? Pizza. My pizza all over <laughs> How you. How was it, Georgia? Was it How was the pizza? Are you going to talk into here? Please say something to them. She's just gripping the mic right now really hard. Hello. Jojo. She's hitting it. Tell now. them something. Gee. <laughs> that was good. That was good. You did it. Dada? I was thinking about how something that I would recommend doing is asking if you're married asking your husband and if you're not married asking someone who's close to you maybe even your elders hey hey um 
asking them, hey, will you get, honestly tell me like areas that you've seen me be sanctified in and areas that you are excited to see me more sanctified. <laughs> That's a very nice way of putting it. More sanctified in. Um, I asked my husband this morning. I asked him this because I think that we should be asking these questions. We, right. should, we should be willing to be like, hey. Well, there you go. That's a great way to stop the inner monologue. Stop making it inner. Yeah. Talk to uh, other people. Yeah, like, don't... you're not your best self-assessor always. Right. Um, but I asked. I asked Eric this morning and I was like, I promise this isn't a trap. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, that's actually a caveat that I yeah. have to give yeah. is that if you ask someone this question, yeah. it is not allowed to be a trap. It's not. It should you not be a trap. You are not allowed to get mad. If you can't handle it, don't ask. Yeah. If you can't handle it, don't ask. And then get yourself to a place where you can ask because you should be able to hear from other Christians about yourself. <laughs> right. Um, you should be able to hear yeah. that. Um, but what I'm saying is you know, my question, I don't remember how I phrased it, but I was just like, what I, I did want to know. I'm like, what areas do you think I've grown in the most mm -hmm. in the past couple of years? And what areas could I stand to grow some more in? How, right. What areas would you like to see me mature in? And I promise this is not a trap. <laughs> He's like, um, <laughs> I just think you guys, you have to be able to ask these questions. And I, I think that we can be bad at it a lot of times. Well, and I guess that like that kind of it fits into with what I'm saying is like you can't like don't be illusioned or disillusioned about yourself. Right. Be realistic about yourself. Yeah. Don't like, be, don't be conceited. Yeah. You don't have to think like, oh, everything is wrong with me. Like. Because that's its own version of conceit. Like just thinking that you do everything yeah. wrong and you're a total failure and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I can't do anything about it. Yeah. Self-focused. Um, but then you also don't want to think that... Nothing is wrong with right. you. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't do okay. anything wrong. But anyway, that's enough of my thing. You... <laughs> And that's enough for I me. I mean, no. we've, what we said, We I feel like, isn't that just every Sheila episode, what I just said? <laughs> Um, not just mind your own business. Something is wrong with you. Don't be conceited. Right. That's basically it. <laughs> I put That's a bow. It. Put a bow on it. Yeah. <laughs> so now, what's your thing? <laughs> what's my thing? Um. Okay. So one of my big f focuses is right now, um, is thinking about how. So. I, ha I have been given a sphere of influence in my home. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty... The, hopefully this doesn't sound wrong. The longer I homeschool, the more I have seen it. Okay. And that's not that I didn't see it before. It's just that this is a newer stage of life mm -hmm. where like 24 hours a day, I am thinking about teaching my kids. Right. <laughs> like, and... And it's so like all encompassing and I'm, I, I am the kind of person where I tend to, um, if I was going to be one of the people we were talking about earlier, I'm one of the navel gazers. If I, if I have a tendency either direction of like only seeing what I'm doing wrong uh -huh. or never seeing what I'm doing wrong, I'm the only seeing, I'm okay. the like, okay. I'm just going to 
you know, beat this horse until it's dead type of Mm -hmm. uh, person. Um, And so something that I am trying to focus on right now with my kids is that I think a lot of times as moms, things go sideways in the house where we're just like, oh, my kids, this, this and that. And I've been dealing with this and it is it can be very exhausting Mm -hmm. to have a lot of people in your purview that have a lot of emotions and sin and yeah you have your own sin and now you have five other people's sin yeah your business is very busy yes <laughs> it can be very exhausting but what i am actively trying to do right now is if i feel like this has been a day of nothing but fussiness like it's just fussy 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 everyone is being short everyone is being angry what I'm asking myself is I need to root this out in my own life first like am I setting the tone am I setting the fussy tone like are are the kids being short because I I'm being short with them right are the kids being put you know it where is this coming from because Um, as women, I feel like a lot of times we take for granted and, and this is true for husbands as well, but I'm speaking to women as women. I think a lot of times we take for granted that we do set the tone in the home, especially if your husband's gone all day, you set the tone in the home, uh, and husbands, you obviously do this as well. But like I said, I'm speaking to women. And so what I am trying to focus on is that, and the fact that Let's say I woke up and I've just been really grumpy and Mm -hmm. I am grumpy. And let's say I have five reasons why it makes sense to be grumpy. Right. The dog kept me up. This, this and that. The kids, whatever. Let's say I have reasons that it's like, okay, of course you're not happy about that. Right. Okay. Of course you're not happy about that. But a lot of times I think the rut that we get into is we think like this one thing happened in a second and now for the next two hours, I have to be angry. Right. But that's not true right. because as quick as it happened is as quick as you can decide to walk out yeah. of it. Yeah. Like as quick as it happened. Yeah. And I don't, I have historically, I have struggled with that and just not realized that. Mm-hmm. And so something my husband's really good at is let's say we get in a weird funk or a tiff or, and it's kind of dumb. It doesn't mm-hmm. even really matter. Something he's really good at is stopping and saying, okay, we're on the same team. Right. I love you. You love me. How can we can we agree on the basics and then deal with the problem? Because as quickly as you can get into an argument with your husband or get into it with your kids or get into a funk, that's how quickly you can choose to step out of it. Right. And I don't think that we typically tend to believe that. It's like this one thing happened in the span of two minutes and now for the next two days, we're going to explode it apart. Well, and a, and a lot of that is a result of you not controlling your thoughts. Self-control. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we, you know, again, we're back you to the spiral. inner monologue. You spiral. Mm-hmm. But if you're, so, and that's the thing is, I think people think it's impossible because they get upset about something. Mm-hmm. And when I say people, I mean myself. They <laughs> get about upset us. about something <laughs> and then they think, negatively or sinfully against somebody mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, I don't, okay, wait, they catch themselves. And they're like, I don't want to think that. Right. I don't want to think that. So right. I'm going to give that to you, God. And I'm going to, 
right. do this uh, and I'm not going to think that way. And then like 30 seconds later, they're back at it. Right. Keep doing that. Do you, you have to keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not saying yes. that you can choose to get out of it. Yeah. Like, like it is a, what we mean by easy mm-hmm. is it is a simple process. Right. You have to follow it. You yes. have to continue in faithfulness. Yes. And every time you think, oh, well, but then she's, and she did that. And, it's, and then it's like, oh, wait, okay, wait. wait I already, I'm doing it again. I already chose to get over this. Yes. I'm not getting, like, why yeah. am I not getting over it? I'm yeah. not being, I'm not behaving consistently with what I decided to do. Yes. That is what self-control is. Yes. Um, in our world, we are not applauded for being controlled no. in that way. And right. it's gotten to the point where we actually think it's not possible right. to get ourselves out of a bad mood. Or it's shameful. I mean, how right. dare you deny your emotions? Right. But it's like your emotions shouldn't be controlling you. You should be controlling your emotions. Right. And if you think of your emotions as like a horse, mm-hmm. okay, your emotions are a horse and your horse has left, what do they call horse? Stalls. The stable. <laughs> the stable. Let's say your horse has run out the stable and you need the horse back in the stable. As many times as your horse runs out to pasture, you need to go get it and bring it back. And you might have to do that a lot. I guess it's it's like having a puppy, really. Because if your horse tramples someone, you can't just be like, well. Well, it's a horse. I couldn't get it back in the right. stable. It's like, well, my puppy, I didn't do anything. My puppy <laughs> thinks that my living room is a place to pee. And every day I'm going to have to teach him. Not to do that until right. he's been disciplined into peeing outside, <laughs> which, <laughs> you know, that's my goal here. We're not telling everyone to pee outside. I'm not so saying you know. that. I'm just saying that emotionally, takes... you need to learn <laughs> to pee outside. You heard it here first, you guys. <laughs> we will not be making that into a shirt. Sorry. For any of you that <laughs> had that thought, I'm just going to beat you to it. We will not. I guess what I'm trying to say <laughs> is I'm trying to be quick to repentance and I'm trying to be quick to faithfulness because I think a lot of times we give ourselves all kinds of excuses for being long to repentance and long to self-control and and long and and we justify it by saying but while I was hurt or well and you might have been you very well might have been truly wronged and truly not treated right but that doesn't mean that now you have to commit to a day a week full of heartache and refusal to repent and refusal to self-control and refusal to obedience because you were hurt. And I know that that's, I understand the pull to it, but that's your flesh. That's your you fruit. By the way, you fruit really took off. We can work on something with that, but we will not (laughs) be doing the other thing. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, sometimes I think it's a simple we think that we're justified and we think it's natural and normal mm-hmm. because we can't shake it. Yeah. So we think, well, that thought just keeps reoccurring. Like it, it keeps occurring to me mm-hmm. to be bitter and angry about that. So I must. So, right. <laughs> 
Like, well, my dog keeps wanting to pee in the living room. I know he thinks it's right, but he's wrong. He, ke- yeah, he keeps wanting to. So I don't, it must it just be normal for him. <laughs> right. You need to work to it, make it not normal. Right. And people will, I mean, think about all the hashtags you've seen. Normalize this, normalize that. Yeah. How about we normalize obedience? Right. How about and we normalize not, self-control? It's, it can be very, very hard. It yes. Can, and, and it's not complex. Right. That's not what I mean by hard. Right. I mean that it is continuous. Yeah. Discipline. Faithful discipline. It's work. Right. It's work. That's yes. what it is. And I think that's why a lot of the times we don't we don't think, oh, I should do that. Right. <laughs> oh, I should do that work. <laughs> but hey, you know, in that verse that comes after the one that you all know, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Right. Uh, there's that pesky little Ephesians 2.10 that reminds us that... God saved you for good works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's work here. It's work. Right. And and God will do it for sure. But you have to do it. <laughs> like right. there's work. There's a manner that you are called to walk worthy in. And it is, it is not going to be easy. And no one promised that it would be. But it is pleasurable. And it does yield all kinds of great fruit. Um, and you have to trust the Lord and look to the Lord for that. Um, so anyway, that's, it's, it is hard. And I, I feel like I'm very thankful, uh, that the Lord has shown me, mm-hmm. um, all the ways in which th- there were times where I just, I was not even thinking it was possible to be quick to repentance right? because I'd been so hurt, right. but that's not true. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a lie. Um, and well, and if you if you refuse to be forgiving, or if you like, if you if you continue in your sin, mm-hmm. then it's you. It, it really is you that mm-hmm. needs to be in repentance. So That's you right. can be mad. Uh, you can be mad forever at someone, mm-hmm. but if you're mad forever at someone. You're actually doing the wrong. You're doing wrong. Right. Just like them. You're the same as them. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just as bad is what we're saying. And yeah, it's hard. That's why we keep showing up every week. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not an ending. There's not a, this is not something right. that like comes to an end right. here. Right. There it's- isn't going to be a moment where... Summer and I are like, okay, we figured it well, out. I did it. We're we'll done. Just, we're done. Hopefully you guys are done too. Good luck. Maybe <laughs> listen to the la- back episodes and take notes. Right. Because we've accomplished. We've arrived. <laughs> and done. Hopefully we'll never be like that immodest. Look how authentic we are a person though. Because let's just all stop doing that. It's not helpful. Anyway. Yeah. I don't, that's hopefully, it, that's I yeah. Have. Hopefully there is a, a, you know, and there's nothing there's actually there's a lot of good in being truly authentic mm-hmm. which like you said it authenticity it act it should be appropriate mm-hmm. you're and we've said things to this effect on this show before like you're auth- how you are authentic actually mm-hmm. reveals what you want what you want mm-hmm. if you are like just fake fake authenticity um and you hide everything 
that shows that you don't want to kill your sin. You no. want to keep you want to it keep and it. hide it. Mm-hmm. If you are authentic and you tell everyone about your sin, it means you love it. Right. You and want you, the attention that comes right. with it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you really how you are your Real and brand vulnerable. of authenticity really does reveal mm-hmm. what you what's want. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. If you think that the best thing you can do to be vulnerable and honest is share with all your internet friends how awful who can't do a thing who can't help how awful your husband is or whatever you know that does tell you what exactly what you you want right and it's probably just attention and comfort mm-hmm. which is not um not not great right <laughs> don't look to the internet for that yeah it's not good anyway well we have said some things today yeah we'll see how that goes we'll see if we're back next week <laughs> Did we just get canceled? I don't. It was great. I had That's fun. That's the thing about cancel culture is that there's always someone next in line. And yeah. And we were never hired. Right. <laughs> Whenever someone's like, aren't you afraid like this and this is going to happen? I'm like, no one hired me. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not. Like, literally no one hired me. So it's fine. <laughs> I seriously, I don't. And this is not how the world works. The world... The world doesn't really care about like the genuine motivations of people trying to be encouraging. But I honestly, when I, what I bring to the show, I try to think what will be encouraging for people Mm -hmm. to hear what has encouraged me, what's true. Um, What's true. So that's a good question. What's true. Yeah. I like that. Anyway. Hey, um, you can leave us a voicemail. You can, you can talk about the many things. Pick your thing. (laughs) Do you want to talk about fans? Do you want to talk about Switzerland? Do you want to talk about pigeons? Right. Masks? Do you want to talk about, uh, yeah, coronavirus? Do you want to talk about authenticity? Do you want to talk about another thing? You can do it, do it at 470-465-0475. You can join Book Club and be encouraged on Wednesdays and throughout the week at patreon.com slash sheologians. You can go to the store and you can get two t-shirts 10% off at shopsheologians.com. And that's it. Am I playing a song now? Yeah. Are you ready? Which song are we going to hear? I don't know. I think I'm at right now. I don't know. I don't think you know. Here it is. Is it going to work? Bye. Of course it's going to work because you don't have your laptop. Yeah. (laughs) 